Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The oceans of the world occupy over 70% of the Earth's surface. They encompass 99% of the space available to living organisms, and yet only about 10% has been explored. To continue quoting percentages, 90% of this habitat exists in the deep sea, more accurately referred to as the abyss. Our scenario is entitled Echoes in the Deep. It was written by Matt Ryan and Noah Lloyd, who run an online role-playing resource, Reckoning of the Dead. They've produced many very clever single-page scenarios, and this is one of them. And we look forward to playing more of them in the coming year. Let's go ahead and introduce the players. Uh, Ken, why don't you introduce your play, your character? Hi there, folks. I'm Ken, and I'm playing Jill Anderson. Jill is a 29-year-old marine biologist. She is uh, used to working with grumpy old academics and uh, men in the academic world. Um, she's got boundless energy. She loves the science and uh, loves being underwater in an environment even more. Um, she is kind of like an underwater junkie. Uh, very adventurous and daring sometimes. Um, a great working companion, very positive and not annoying. I've said hopefully she won't be annoying. Cool. Um, but she got, does get stuff done too. Um, and she has worked with these guys before on the team. All right, Jason. Hello, I'm Jason Smith. I'm playing um, Jack Paternoster, who is the deep sea submersible pilot. Uh, basically flies a little shell, submarine that we're all going to be in. And um, I am best friends and partners for, for many, many years now with uh, Jack McMurdo, who was taken ill right before uh, we set off today. So that's going to add a suspenseful element to the game, I think. Um, and uh, due to the fact that we're both named Jack, um, and I'm a very dour, grumpy, middle-aged guy who is very misanthropic and cynical, uh, people have taken to calling me Blackjack uh, Potternoster, or just Blackjack. So um, Jill and I have known each other for three or four years now as colleagues and have developed sort of a... Um, sort of a father-daughter relationship, or at least a fledgling one. Um, so there's a closeness between us that is often a little bit awkward, but also very close. Um, and I'm just looking forward to, I really come alive when I'm uh, piloting the submarine. So I'm looking forward to doing that and getting underway and getting some adrenaline flowing. Cool. Bill? Hey, y'all. I'm Bill Mize, and I'll be playing Bernard B.B. Matthews. He's a 35-year-old ex-Navy SEAL and deep-sea diver. As you can see by the picture, I picked someone with an appearance of 50, and you kind of that's what you get with Navy SEALs. Uh, No-nonsense kind of guy. They call him B.B. Maybe he got that in SEAL training because it was either the size of his brain or the size of his balls. We'll figure out which one that is as the game goes on. His passion is diving and scuba. He's like the third, he's the fourth member of the team. Looks like he might be in the middle when it comes to age. Uh, 
we'll see what his relationship with Jill is, and we'll see what his relationship with Blackjack is as we go along. All right. Let's begin our journey into the darkness, the deep, deep darkness. The year is 2017. The USS Whitaker, a Virginia-class nuclear-powered submarine, has just departed the Norfolk uh, Naval Shipyards in Virginia. On her present course, she should reach the Falkland Islands in nine days. Attached to the top of her hull is a highly advanced deep-sea submersible on loan from the Miskatonic University in Massachusetts. Her crew accompanies her. So you've all settled in on board. Uh, it's cramped. Uh, there are currently 135 crew members on board this, uh, this uh, submarine. Uh, uh, 15 of them are officers and the rest are all enlisted. Uh, the captain of the submarine is Captain Edward Taufer. And his uh, executive officer is Lieutenant Commander James Byron. So, you guys at the moment are probably at your bunks, uh, which are ultimately shared bunks with other members of the crew, depending on which, when you're awake and when you're asleep. So now have we have we just like literally walked up the gangplank and have we met the captain in the XO and we've been shown to our quarters? Well, we can do that. Um, you've just you've just got on board. You you've you've probably uh, already become you've already been briefed on your mission, uh, but you can discuss it, of course. Um, uh, you are met when you first arrive on board the ship by uh, Lieutenant Commander Byron. Uh, who who greets you? You know, welcome aboard. Um, I'm uh, Lieutenant Commander Byron. Uh, I, I will be showing you to where you're going to be staying aboard the the Whitaker. Uh, have y'all ever been on a submarine before? Oh yeah, uh, submarine this size. I just kind of roll my eyes at the guy. A oh, time or two. Not usually what I do, but uh, been there a couple times. You're the Navy. <clears throat> I've been in That's right. You're the you're the ex Navy SEAL. Yes. Yes. And, uh, ma'am. Yes, Lieutenant Commander. Um, I I I thought there was a fourth person. Yes, well, unfortunately, we had a, a last-minute uh, turn of events with uh, Jack McMurdo, who took uh, seriously unwell, so I'm now leading the team. Hmm. And uh, I'm hoping to chat with you about uh, maybe perhaps some more information on the mission. Uh, certainly. Uh, let us get underway, and uh, uh, probably in the next uh, hour or so, uh, I will be available for you to uh, discuss whatever you'd like with me. I will meet you in the ward room. Uh, uh, that's probably the most, uh, the, it's got the most area so that we can, uh, we can chat. 
And could we use um, that space just now for the team to discuss the mission? Uh, certainly. I'll uh, I'll show you the way. First, I'll show you to where your bunks are, uh, which he does, and then he takes you to the ward room, which is basically the. In this case, it's where the the uh, not the enlisted, but the uh, the officers mess where they eat. Uh, the ship is big, but it's also kind of cramped. Uh, I don't think that any of you, considering your uh, your backgrounds would have claustrophobia. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Traveling in style this time, looks like. Huh? All right, so he leaves you there. If you need coffee or anything, there's a coffee pot right there. And I'm pouring myself a big mug of that right now. Black. I'm sure, it's just as crappy as the other ships we've been on, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, guys. Well, I, I think we need to, considering uh, Jack is now no longer with us, that we've lost quite a lot of expertise. So I think it'd be good to get our heads together and just discuss some of the the facts of the mission. Does that sound okay? Sure. Yeah. Um, Let's do it. The, we, obviously, when uh, the lieutenant commander comes back, he'll be able to tell us a bit more. Uh, you know, I'm sure uh, our Navy SEAL has uh, more experience of uh, secret missions. And I know this isn't uh, really top secret, but there's obviously a little bit of mystery attached to where we're going and what we're doing, apart from obviously the knowledge that uh, there's a, a radioactive signal in the, the South Sandwich Trench. So um, let's maybe just get our heads together and uh, obviously we'll find out a little bit more. We're missing Jack, so uh, Blackjack, we're going to need to rely on you for your expertise with the craft, obviously. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with all that. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't like this with Jack. I mean, that's not like him. You know, I'm not a conspiracy-minded type of guy, but uh, this whole thing just doesn't feel right. And I don't want to put that in the air, but it just don't feel right to me. I don't know. But, hey, we're here. We're going to do it. Well, well, I know what you mean because I, I got a text message from Jack, which is really unusual. You know, normally he would he would phone, or he would communicate more than that, and it was it was very uh, limited information. So I'm quite concerned about what the situation was there. And we're we're kind of past the point we can really do much, I guess. So sure, we just professional this whole thing and. Uh, I don't even really know. I mean, I guess I know the basics, but we'll just have to wait till we get there. Yeah, you what? just kind of point it and we'll dive it. I mean, we've done this a million times. You know, yeah, sure. it's pretty much for the science department, which is kind of a bunch of milk toast knuckleheads. But, you know, we're back. We're on a ship. They go, go ship, you know, go dive here. We go dive here. We've all done this, you know. McMurdo's nice, but he's not necessary. We've been in this situation before. I'm not worried about it. Well, I can't say he's not necessary, but uh, what are we going to do, you know? He's my best friend, so I got to gotta kind of take the position I'm taking, you know? But uh, We won't hold that against you. No. If you did, we'd have problems, but... Uh, <laughs> 
I don't want to tangle with a seal. So I'm just busting your nuts, Jack. You know, you know. Come on, man. Get a little smile. Good. Well, Got some coffee in me, and this egg salad sandwich is better than most. So we can do good. it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what the. We'll see what he has to say. I'm sure it's nothing, no big deal. Another day, in, another beautiful day in the Navy. How about Wait. you, Jilly? You, you ready for this? I know I'm you up for it. this. I know I'm you up for it. this. You know, uh, honestly, while, while that commander's not here, I got a bit nervous, you know, when suddenly Jack pulled. But uh, this is really the break I need. I, I, I want to see something a bit better. I've been a little bit stuck the last few months. And... Uh, but but this mission, this uh, trip is a strange one. Yeah. I mean, one of the things we'll need to discuss with the lieutenant commander is the the sub we're in right now. Uh, the guys tell us it can go uh, do eight hundred meters deep, but this trench is like eight thousand meters deep. Well, we got and, the Donna Jean. Yeah, I know. She's never know. let us down, but uh, and she's rated for that. It's pushing the limits a bit, but she's rated for that. So, yeah, I hear you, though, and I, and I think that's the best uh, angle to take. This is your opportunity to maybe make a name for yourself, girl. Well, it's a little bit different, though, isn't it? Because most of the time where I'm looking at marine biology and, and marine uh, structure and things, but this is this radioactive signal. So I don't know uh, what our marine thinks here, but is this a military operation basically i mean what what is there any thoughts on this guys in my understanding it's, is... it's a radioactive fish i mean I, I wouldn't make too much out of it until we need to make something out of it and then we'll just handle it when it comes up you're gonna do uh, fine you're gonna you know you may get your knickers in the twist a couple of times but it's all good we'll see what he has to say We'll enjoy the trip out there. We'll check the gear, check the gear again like we always do, work the checklist, get ready to go. When the guy says dive, we dive. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, like I think plan. that's the best thing to do. I mean, I'm going to look at it the simple route. That, so, you know, we just got to check out what's out there. Hopefully uh, it's something as simple as a, you know, a Chinese buoy that got – you know, submerged and sunk and is still emitting some kind of signal, something simple like that. I mean, I'm, I'm of the mind that we're not going to face heavy fire or, you know, aliens or some crazy shit like that. I mean, we're just going to go check out this thing, get a couple snapshots, type up a report or two, be back to Miskatonic and back on sabbatical. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, somebody told me that these subs serve the best foods. Out. What about we get something in our stomachs before we get going? Well, it's, like I said, this egg salad sandwich is better than most. <laughs> egg salad. Something you'd, something you'd find in a diner, you know, which <laughs> for Navy food or military food, that's saying something. I think they're having chicken parm for dinner tonight, so you have to get you some of that. That is, in fact, the case. And um, oddly enough, uh, you can smell where you are what smells like bread baking. Ooh. 
Let's didn't follow our noses. Yeah, I didn't expect to smell that. Let's check it out. Um, uh, once you go through the kitchen doors, it's a fully, fully outfitted kitchen. There's a number of, uh, of staff in there. And in fact, they are in the process of baking bread at the moment. Um, uh, the chief cook, uh, who's re usually referred to as the chop, uh, is Michael Lawrence. Uh, he explains to you that uh, they bake fresh bread every day. It's easier and more economical to bring the ingredients along with them rather than try to store, you know, loaves of bread and stuff like that aboard the ship. I could see that. They do. Makes they occasionally sense. bake pies. They, they do cakes. They do all sorts of things. So, yeah, the, the food actually is the quality is extremely good. Well, we can't eat too much or we won't all fit the Donna Jean anymore. <laughs> but I'm going to enjoy every amenity. I think that it's probably a given that most of the people who work on board one of these submarines are kind of small. It would make yeah. more sense to... Uh, most likely, I guess you guys are probably kind of small, too. It just makes more sense if that's <laughs> what it would be. Um, after a, a period of time, uh, 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 the executive officer uh, and, uh, and another man who you, you think is Topher, uh, they come in. Uh, executive uh, uh, Lieutenant Commander Byron has a, a folder, a file folder. And uh, they come in and they sit down. Gentlemen, uh, we'd like to... Uh, uh, have you met uh, uh, the, uh, the captain, Captain Topher? He's a large... Uh, well, he's not a large. He's kind of large by comparison to everybody else. Um, very serious, very cordial individual, but he is a very serious... He's, he's the captain, so he's a very serious man. Um, he shakes your hand and says, well, thank you all for being able to... Uh, Help us out with our little uh, exploration problem. Well, happy to do our job. Pleasure to meet you. Happy to cash your paycheck. <laughs> please, please have a seat. So I don't know how well you've been briefed on what took place. Uh, and he, he, Byron hands him the, the folder. <clears throat> he says, let me read this off to you. Um, uh, a signal was detected and triangulated by three uh, NOS satellites, uh, satellite uh, USA-423, USA-299, and OTS-647. Uh, uh, they located at the South Atlantic Ocean uh, uh, in, in, the, in the, uh, the South Sandwich Trench. Uh, at the coordinates 57 degrees, uh, I'm sorry, 57.393864 degrees south, 24.130430 degrees west, uh, uh, an object at a depth of between five and six kilometers. Uh, it seemed to be giving off nuclear uh, emissions consistent with uh, our own uh, submarine emissions, a bit stronger. Uh, we are extremely concerned that a foreign power has developed 
a more advanced kind of submarine that can go far deeper than we can. Um, the target uh, moved slowly northward along the trench. Um, we are going to try and uh, connect with it uh, towards the north end of the trench. And uh, all we're really interested in is detecting what what it is. Is it uh, is it a natural occurring phenomena, or is it in fact a nuclear powered submarine of some sort? Um, your uh, if you if you know our ship and your ship have both been outfitted with Geiger counters, so once we know where. So that we'll be able to hone in on exactly where this thing is. Okay. Now, do we have a, a rough size and shape at all, or we just have a signal? Not really. We have the the resolution of the of the satellites isn't that that accurate. Okay. Uh, we should be arriving in the Falkland Islands uh, approximately nine days from now, where we'll, we'll we'll then turn and go towards the the trench, which will take another day. Um, this is considered uh, uh, a secret uh, mission. We will not be surfacing at any time during this. Uh, we don't want, uh, we have our own reasons for not wanting anybody to know that we're coming. So lots of bread and lots of pie. Got it. Oh, well, you'll, you'll find that our food is uh, quite good. Uh, usually rotates uh, chicken, pork, steak, uh, and uh, seafood. Works for me. You can usually tell by uh, by what the the complement is. If you see applesauce, it's going to be pork. <laughs> that works for me. Do you have any questions, gentlemen? So, uh, as far as we know from the satellite imagery, this thing's has just moved northward the one time, or is it? does it seem to be in constant motion, or do we not have that information? It seems to be moving intermittently and not very fast. Uh, okay. they, could be, uh, they could be running tests. They could be testing uh, their depth. Um, we're not sure. Uh, okay, well, I mean, one obvious question, uh, I don't know if if Jilly here has uh, had anybody give her information on, but uh, why would you need marine biologists to investigate potential uh, military quite hardware? Quite frankly, we don't. We need your submersible. Okay. Well, and the university wouldn't just give it to us. They said that they that you would have to come with it because it's the you, you would safeguard their property. Well, I appreciate the honesty. And while we're there, we can do a lot of exploring on the way. As long as, you know, you find what we're looking for. Can I ask you, Captain Topher, what, what is the contingency if this is a foreign vessel or, or an advanced vessel, I think you're suggesting? Um, what is the kind of contingency if that's the case? Because obviously we may be equipped with Geiger counters, but if you're talking about an advanced or a powerful submarine, what's the contingency for us as a team? Uh, for you, none whatsoever. I think that uh, that uh, the Navy will, of course, uh, that's all naval intelligence. I, I, I probably am not even privy to what they're going to do once we know. We're just sent to confirm. 
And can I ask, on the way there, because we've got a few days before we're going to be there, is there any way we can get more information on the way, or is it literally dive and find? If any more information comes in, we will definitely uh, alert you. Any other questions? I think, I think that we are the ones going to find out more information uh -huh. at this point. Fair enough. Well, I'm we'll good. do we'll do the job. All right. Uh, thank you very much. If you need anything, uh, you know, contact uh, 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 Chief Officer, and uh, we'll try to accommodate anything that you need. Um, and he gives you like a, a schedule. Um, basically, the ship runs on uh, three. The the crew is divided into three. And they work on a, a six-hour uh, schedule, which also, uh, which they've got six hours on and twelve hours off. And during the twelve hours, they're doing, they're not, they're not like just hanging around. They're they're doing maintenance, and they're uh, and, and all that sort of stuff. The ship is constantly being maintained. There are uh, classes available, which uh, a lot of the. Uh, Actually, they're all required to take classes. Ultimately, everybody tries to learn everybody else's job on board the ship. It's a good system. And there's a schedule for when you can when you can use the bunks to sleep and and so forth. Uh, a lot of the officers go on. They're on a schedule where they're up for twenty four hours, and then off for a period of time. So it's. It's grilling. It's pretty grilling. And it never ends. Um, well, I guess we can... Uh, I'm going to just, you know, periodically check out the Donna Jean, make sure she's ready to go and uh, everything's tweaked and everything. So other than that, I'm just going to be reading and hanging out. Donna Jean is attached to the ship on the top, so you're going to go up a ladder into the Donna Jean. Oh, right. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's just mark time. So, um, I assume then, well, you tell me what you want to do. Well, I'm going to check my gear. I'm going to get bunked in, check my gear. Then I'll go with Jack. I assume all my deep diving gear and everything else is on the Donna Jean. Mm -hmm. We'll go through that, run the checklists, make sure everything's okay. And then it just becomes a waiting game after that. Okay. Um, there, are, there are a lot of crew on board the ship. Um, for the most part, the enlisted men, they're doing their jobs, so you don't really want to bother them. Uh, the... Uh, the officers are a little more curious about you, what your jobs are, uh, what experiences you've had. Uh, they're a little more cordial. Uh, there's basically four, uh, four main chief uh, heads. There's a chief engineer. Uh, he's in charge of the, the parts of the ship that have to do with the nuclear power core uh, and so forth, uh, the, the running of the ship. There's the navigation department. Uh, there's a number of people in there all in charge of navigation. Uh, there's the weapons department. They're in charge of the nuclear missiles that they have on board the ship. 
And there's just the, the supply officers who are in charge of making sure everything, you know, everybody's got what they need. Uh, in addition, of course, you've got the cook, you've got the radio operators, you've got uh, a couple of medical personnel, uh, Dr. Dr. Corey Lane uh, and his assistant, uh, Matthias Adams. Um, you've got mechanical people, electrical people, and everything to make the ship go. They don't wait for things to break. They, they have everything on a schedule of replacement and it's preventative maintenance. Okay. Well, uh, I guess I'll assume we do just basic maintenance and uh, what, whatever we do to kill the time and until we get there, unless there's, you know, day-to-day -day scenarios we need to play out. Okay. Does that sound so, good? Um, you start, after the first day, you kind of get into the routine of when to get up, when to eat, when to, to do things. Uh, perhaps you attend a couple of the classes on how to do stuff. You're welcome. Um, there's, there's almost like a little library aboard the ship where you can, uh, you can use, it's not physical books, but it's, you know, I guess like Kindles where you can study the operations manual, all that stuff's more or less available to you. And of course, since you guys are already, uh, submersible people underwater you're fascinated by the whole thing you know so um on the third day that you are traveling uh you hear rumors that one of the personnel uh one of the junior uh junior officers has become ill Seems to be going around. Do we know what? Just that's the rumor. We don't know like what type of illness or what any more about it. Just that they've become ill. Right. Just rumors. Well, uh, I guess I'm going to try to find out more just to see if it's anything similar to what what Jack McMurdo came down with. I don't know if there would be any connection there, but my suspicious mind is active a little bit, I guess. Already not having a good feeling about a lot of aspects of this mission. Um, all right. So what are you going to do? You're going to go talk to... Uh, kind of ask around and ask... The, I mean, any medical personnel that would be able to reveal any information or people associated with that you know, sick bay. Well, Doc, uh, Doc Corey and, uh, and Doc, Dr. Lane and Doc and, and, uh, Adams, Adams, there's not much of what you would call a sick bay. There is a cot and there is medical equipment and they're trying to see what's wrong with him. He's apparently quite nauseous and he, they thought at first, uh, you know, maybe seasickness, but that's kind of odd. Um, and he doesn't seem to be getting any better. He's not responding at all to any of the uh, uh, Dramamine or anything like that. And being one case, it's probably not food poisoning related, given the quality of the mess hall. Mm -hmm. um, he seems to have a rash as well. Mm. 
I say, Jack, you know, just uh, don't get too close. We're a small three-man team. We don't want to be unwell when we've got a mission to do, so just be careful. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, duly noted, I'm certainly not going to get close to the guy, but I don't know. Something feels funny about this to me. What do you think? I mean, you're the you're the scientist here, Jill. You got any uh, spider senses tingling? Yeah, I've got all sorts of senses tingling, but I don't know. You know, these things happen. We've got we've got a crew of what about 120 men and plus officers. Somebody's probably going to take not well at some point. You know. That's true. I'm not going to let it drive me crazy, but I I, I think I think Jack, I'm more concerned about you know we've got to be okay for when we're ready to dive. You know. So Absolutely. But he sure, got, you know, he could have caught the clap at the last. Uh stop you know so let's not worry about it yeah remember these guys are locked up in here for weeks on end you know so who knows the crewman's name by the way is ernest wheeler he's an enlisted man okay well yeah i mean i'm not going to get too close but i am going to remember it and kind of keep my ears open for any other rumors or see jack just Talk to him at the door, but don't go in. You know, you can talk to him at the door, but don't go in and see him. Well, yeah, I mean, I already kind of had that contingency going on, but I uh, appreciate the reminder. Um, so, the doc says to you that it it's probably not a flu or anything like that. It uh, It's most likely just, you know, uh, an allergic reaction to something. That he's come into contact with. Meanwhile, Jill wants to go in and uh, really she's kind of want to information gather a little bit. Um, not not to the extent of prying, but uh, she wants to know a little bit more. For example, uh, have they ever been around uh, or on mission at, at this trench before our uh, kind of navigation help out with giving us a little bit more insight into the area before we get there and uh, really just um jill's wanting to kind of pick up a kind of sense consensus you know on the mission she also wants to maybe talk to some of the normal staff uh where you know puts their sense of what's going on obviously without uh looking like she's spying you know but she wants to just get a feel for what the the crew feel that they're the mission is about or is it dangerous or are they quite happy doing what they're doing etc okay well let's say that the first person you talk to is from the engineering department um the uh you've learned that the crew uh calls anyone who's involved with the nuclear uh core uh a nuke so the nukes they kept t- talking about the nukes uh, but they're not talking about the bombs they're talking about the personnel <laughs> Uh, you talk to one of the nukes, uh, Douglas Gilman, and uh, and he says, "Yeah, no, we've, as far as I know, we've never gone to the South Sandwich Trench before. Um, we don't really have any reason to. There's a lot of canyons that we that we skim along because they're not very deep, but uh, a trench is is just the same for us because we're not going to go down there at all. It's a." Uh, Far too deep. We can only go down about nine hundred meters at the maximum. Say, Douglas, do you know anything about the mission we're on? Um, have you been given any information about why we're going there? 
Not really. No, it's not really important. I suppose. I, I, I think I heard something about the possibility of another submarine, but I, I didn't hear anything more than that. I just got to maintain. Yeah, that. I think. Yeah. And he's happy to show you around. You know. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and Jill's interested. She wants to learn. She wants to know a little bit more. So she's happy to. Uh, can I just connect with the people that are of interest? You know. He um, he's showing you around the controls and. And he's like, you know, uh, this this here regulates the, the, uh, the core, and this this does the temperature, and this button here. Now you don't ever want to punch this button here, because this what, will this this one this this one right here. He says because if you touch that one, that will like eject the core. It's just like <laughs> wow. just like on Star Trek. It yeah, will, I was going to say dump the core. It's been plenty of and, times. Kirk had I'm, to do that. I'm going to say that you can see some of the other crew in there giggling. Right. <laughs> they think I'm a stupid girl that doesn't know any better. <laughs> I, I just punch him. I punch him in the arm and say, very good, Douglas. You're a funny man. Uh, well, then we don't have much to do down here. <laughs> <laughs> um. I asked Douglas a little question. I said, you know, in terms of the core and the, the power, mm -hmm. you know, in a ship like this that we're on, uh, how far could you detect a signal for this, a, a nuke sub like this? How far are we? It's, it usually has more to do with the, uh, the uh, emissions. Um, and now you're going to ask me questions I don't actually know this, the, the answer to. Probably depends on what they're scanning with too. If it's sonar, or... even with even with the best, um, even with the best kind of shielding that we can use, uh, obviously they can detect us from outer space. If they have the right equipment, uh, the satellite can pick up where we're located. It's actually how the Navy tracks us where we are at any given moment. Um, okay. He says, to be perfectly honest with you, it's only recently that they've allowed women on board the 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 submarines um one the the main concern was is that uh pre-pregnant woman is you are being exposed to a, a level of radiation on board the ship even now it's higher than you would be exposed to when you're on the land it's not considered dangerous but to an unborn baby it's hmm. it's not recommended but most of that has been kind of like modified. It's like there are women aboard now. There are women, you know, there are women officers on board submarines. I imagine you could you could use a deflector dish to create a tachyon pulse to, uh, to fire a beam at any Klingon subs that might as be attacking. Long as, as long as we're not at, at warp speed or anything <laughs> like that. But this is one of the fastest attack subs in the in the in the uh, arsenal of the Navy. This is technically an attack sub, and it can go for extended periods under underwater without having to surface. Cool. cool. All right. Um, does anybody else want to talk? Are you guys all there? I guess just chit chit chatting. Yeah, I figured I was in the background, just kind of listening and busting some balls too. Um, 
let's say you move on to oh, the navigation department and uh uh one of the uh the the junior officers ensign uh, ensign rumsey is quite interested in uh how you're going to detect the radioactive signature do you uh do you pilot your ship to get you know how do you how do you locate the exact point is what he's interested in and do you think that it will be easy do you think you'll be able to well, zoom right into it or um i mean with the donna jean which is our sub i don't know if you knew that or not uh that's our submersible she's ready to go deeper than you guys are um and she's got all the most up-to-date current you know, detecting equipment and radiographic stuff and all that stuff, plus the Geiger counter that we've been outfitted with. So my plan as the pilot, I mean, this is all subject to our Commander Jill here, Commander Anderson, telling me what she wants us to do. But as the pilot, my discretion would be just to get down as close as possible with the detection equipment on and the Geiger counter, especially in this case, because we're looking for a radio radioactive uh, signature and uh, you know see what shows up and how close we have to get before anything is detected well you know I've, I've been wondering if maybe a really good technique would be to you know once you've located or, or kind of pinpointed the area where you've got the the nuclear signature is to uh, you know ping it with a sonar and and see what it is uh, once we've got that we could actually identify what kind of submarine it is? What kind of uh, what kind of object it is that's emitting the sound, the the, the radiation? Now, uh, uh, outside of story, game master question: Would mm -hmm. I know this already? Is this something I would already kind of have on hand, or is this something I would need the expertise of military people to kind of be told? No, it's it's basic underwater. You use the sonar to be able to draw a map of. Uh, objects that are there in and around you. Okay. It's the same idea as radar, but underwater. So him telling me that wouldn't be condescending. Or, <laughs> right? no, I'm just one. I don't know how to take it. So if he's just um, kind of giving me advice in game for my character kind of thing. He's like, if they, if they've explained that all they need to know is where the signal is. Um, he's like, that just doesn't seem complete to me. It seems more like you need to know what the signal is and uh, your geiger counters aren't going to be able to tell you that you need something to to give you a shape and a size yeah well that's a good uh, good good bit of advice there. i appreciate that i mean this is not usually what we do if you might not have guessed that already uh, we usually do more you know i mean sciencey stuff marine mm -hmm. biology looking at sea creatures and things we've really never had a hunt and find and I you know identify as far as military hardware and that kind of thing so you know any advice you guys have I definitely appreciate yeah well that's that's what I think I think that the most important thing is for for you guys of course is to find whatever it is and uh, and see if we can identify what it is well that I think that's that's a good suggestion and 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 I, and I think as well that uh, the Norma jeans equipment is very very sensitive so it's as good as you'll get. Well, and see, that's that's the other thing is, I mean, the, the, our ship has sonar, uh, but we're talking about an object that is miles away from us. 
kilometers away. Yeah. So we can't get a good clear picture of it. That's kind of what you guys are going to do. But we'll certainly get in close. So anybody else you want to talk to? I think I, for myself, I don't know about the other guys, but I want to maybe talk to some of the um, officers, you know? Okay. Uh, just to, not so much to get specific questions answered, but to kind of get, pick up the psychology of what, what they maybe are feeling that we're going to, you know, as well. But well, the, maybe like the other guys, if they've got some folk they want to talk to, Bill or uh, Jason, is anybody you want to see? Um. Well, you've got you've got the captain, of course, and he's busy. You've got uh, the executive officer, uh, uh, Lieutenant Commander James Byron, and you've got the four uh, department heads: uh, Chief Engineer, Chief Navigator, Chief Weapons, and Chief Supply. All the other officers are junior officers. Rumsey, well, well, want, Rumsey, who we were just talking to, is a junior officer. I think I want to go to Byron and to kind of see if I can get five minutes of his time, just uh, to maybe get more of a hint of uh, his take on it okay. so far. All right. Um, so uh, you find him, you locate him. He's. Uh, Currently reading a book. He's not on duty. And what can hey, I do for uh, you? I, I'm, I just, uh, we're getting to know some of the crew and uh, we've got some good suggestions from your team. So I maybe mention a couple of names uh, that we've spoken to and people that we found a little bit helpful. And uh, say so you've got a really good crew here and uh, just wondering how you feel uh, the trip's going so far. And is there any updates that you want to give us anything else that's new or fresh? Well, we haven't received any more information. Uh, the, uh, for the most part, everything is going as smooth as it can possibly go. Uh, we've got a crew member who's sick, but uh, that should not prove any, any difficulty, not for more than a day or two. Um, how are you getting along on board? Yeah, it's great. Is everybody Good. treating you okay? You sleeping okay? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, no problem. No complaints. Some people have trouble because this, there's a constant sound. There's constant noise on board the ship. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of used to it, at least on a, on a minor level anyway. Not to this degree usually, but uh, dealt with these conditions before, so I'm good. And everybody's been very welcoming to us, so I thank you for your hospitality. Well, it's the length of time that usually gets uh, gets to you. Uh, I'll tell you a secret, though. If you uh, if you want to get some exercise on one of the upper decks, uh, there's an area that's usually not um, uh, there's not much of a reason for people to hang around there, and uh, you can actually run from one one side of it and then back down the other side. Uh, Seventeen times equals a mile. Oh, okay. You want to get some exercise i think i will definitely do that at some point thank you yeah that's great i'm, I'm up for that a little bit of exercise will be good because we don't really have much equipment on board <laughs> not much room for it not much uh not much allowance for the extra weight and everything 
besides uh, uh, weights, you don't want to drop a weight on board onto the hull. Uh, not only would it make a terrible noise, but uh, <laughs> it's damaging. It's the same reason why why we don't allow weapons on board. We actually have weapons, but they're locked up. All you need to know is to do how how to do a burpee, and you'll be fine. There you go. Um, well, um, once again, I, I, I know it's probably kind of boring. Please, if you want to take classes, if you want to uh, read, read some books, maybe you brought something with you. I don't know. Uh, check the status of your ship. But uh, we will certainly alert you if anything comes up. Yeah, that, that sounds great. What are you reading, by the way? Oh, I have been reading a novel by, um, and uh, <laughs> it's it's quite entertaining. <laughs> it's not my cup of tea. Anyway, thanks, anyway, uh, Lieutenant Commander. Appreciate your time. You're welcome. Indeed. So grumpy, do you want to go and run run a mile upstairs? Uh, I'll probably do that in the morning when I get some sleep. Good to wake up to some exercise. Um, I'm going to assume that we kind of, unless there's something that's happening, I'm just going to kind of kill time, read some of my stuff, maybe take a couple classes just to broaden my knowledge base of the topic and that kind of thing. Maybe check on the, the sick crew member just as far as getting some word on him and stuff, seeing if condition has changed at all. Um, no conditions changed, although it seems that the rash that he has may be getting a little bit worse. Mm. There's definitely some discoloration in his skin. But once again, the doctor doesn't seem to think that it's uh, anything serious. And nothing spread, as far as we know, to other right. people. Right, okay. yeah. So... Uh, we'll say that you know you have you have to go through your normal routine. You have dinner, whatever, and uh, that evening you go to sleep. And um, your sleep is kind of restless. Um, the cot just isn't that comfortable. the The pillow just doesn't seem to sit in the right spot on your head. The, it feels like the 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 cot is just too small for you, and you toss and you turn and you find yourself kind of uh, just uncomfortable. Um, but you probably managed to get a decent amount of sleep. Uh, next next morning comes, and I would like you all to do a Constitution roll. Okay. I failed 83 out of 60. Okay. Extreme pass for me. I passed. Uh, if you passed, you feel fine. If you failed, you feel a little crampy. You know, just your muscles hurt and you're not happy with the, the, the conditions. Um, 
Uh, all right. Uh, you said you were going to go upstairs and, and run. Yeah, especially now I was going to try to to shake off this you know awful kind of feeling I got, lack of good sleep and that kind of thing. Okay. Probably take a run, maybe a mile or so, and then drink a big mug of coffee, see if I feel any better. Okay. There is uh, another crew member up there who's also taking advantage. Um, he's just in uh, uh, shorts and uh, just running running back and forth. Um, he sort of gives you a wave, and uh, I guess you start running. Yeah. Yeah, I want to pick up the pace and maybe run alongside if I can. How's it going? How are you doing? Doing good. Is this? I take it your time off, or your your you're on your leisure. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on my downtime at the moment. Uh, I've got classes that I've got to attend and all that, but I've got some time to to run. It's nice to get some extra. And what's time. your job here? What's your job on on board? I am uh, ensign uh, Matt uh, Dotridge, and I am in the weapons department. Junior officer. Cool. And how's this trip in comparison to the to the usual, Matt? Is it just bog standard? Uh, he says, "Well, this is actually my first deployment." And how are you coping with being on board in this length of time and for the for the, the duration? Not, 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 not a problem. It's not a very long deployment. Cool. I say, hey, Grumpy, come on, keep up. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm I'm going about half speed because of how I feel, and I'm just kind of basically trying to loosen up and get my, my body back in condition. Okay. Um, you all kind of finish right around the same time. You, you get the impression that... Uh, that uh, uh, Dotridge just went ahead and kept running until you guys were done, because you were kind of chatting as you were running. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's got a towel. You probably 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 brought towels with you. Um, he says, "Well, uh, he says I've got to go off to class." Um, nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. What's the class, Dotridge, you're heading to? Um, It's a navigation class. Uh, Learning how to run the... (laughs) Well, have a good one. All right. Um, As you guys all sort of put yourselves back together again and uh, start to head out, you notice something kind of odd. It's odd only because it's completely out of place from everything you've ever seen on board this. You see a crewman, uh, and he is standing in one of the the hallways, um, just leaning back on the uh, the outside of the submarine. Uh, He's just leaning there. He's not reading anything. He's not... It looks like he's just resting for a few moments, you know, but it's just 
odd because you've never seen anyone who's not doing something, never seen anybody who's not doing anything. Even if they're just standing there, they've got something in their hands, they're reading, they're checking gauges, they're maintenancing something. And I'm going to kind of walk by him, maybe kind of give a head nod, see if he re responds. He doesn't respond. He, he sort of like doesn't notice that you're even there. So that's why like he's I'm... like he's dreaming, or he's like uh, uh, he's just just not paying any attention to anything. Well, yeah. After after he doesn't respond, as I'm kind of walking past him, right in front of him, I'll kind of say, "You you all right there, buddy?" Huh? Oh, huh? Oh, uh, just yeah, yeah. I'm, little... I'm fine. Sorry. No, no, you don't need to apologize to me. You just seemed a little out of it. Just thought I'd see if you're all right. Just um. Just, just thinking about something. This is not not important. Just personal stuff. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I've got to go back to to, to work. So yeah, anyway. I don't want to pry. He then just immediately goes. See you later. Hey Jack, yeah. what was up with that guy? I don't know. It just seemed a little, little out of the ordinary for this place, for any military operation and stuff. He was just kind of standing there. He had kind of a seemed like he was daydreaming or out of it or something. It just was a little strange. I mean, nothing I would really spend time dwelling on, but uh, was out of the ordinary. Was he unwell? So he, well, he, he looked okay. He was just kind of leaning against the hull, and and I said hello to him, and he said he was just thinking about something. And he took off. So, you know, none of my business. I'm not one to get into people's personal lives. He seemed to be, uh, seemed to snap too, and then took off. So, Jack, do you have do you have any psychology? Let me take a look here. You can roll psychology if you want to. Uh, I do. Let me roll that. Forty. Fifty nine. Nope. Yeah. There was an expression on his face that you just couldn't read. Was, it was, is it possible, um, I was going to ask uh, Tom, you know, even from a distance, just kind of watching the interaction, just from the body language, is it possible for myself to... Sure, go ahead. Can I have, have a sense? Yep, 25, yeah, success. There was a look on his face somewhere between you know, just reverie, but like pleasant reverie, like he was remembering something that he was really enjoying. Um, okay. Not quite, you know, orgasm level, but uh, something. So it wasn't, it wasn't that he was, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't disturbed or distracted in, in, in a negative way then. It was more. Right. Reverie. More, yeah. Yeah. A pleasant, pleasant reverie maybe. But completely oblivious until uh, until he was spoken to. Mm. Which was odd also because his eyes were open. Mm. I don't know. Did you get a read on the guy? I know you kind of saw him down the hall. But, uh, that... Well, he didn't, look un he didn't look unhappy. It looked like he was 
maybe wishing he was somewhere else, like he was having pleasant thoughts of somewhere else. Well, and then the other dude we saw, that was his first deployment. I would imagine a lot of these kids, their first or second time out, they just want to be back that make, home. That makes sense. So, I don't know. I won't let it bug me too much, but a little odd. When, when I'm on these trips, I'm like you, Jack. You just you don't want to be on a journey. You want to be there doing the thing, you know? So maybe the guy's just a bit on his mind on other things, you know? Yeah, yeah. He found a little corridor there where he was alone for a little bit, decided to take some time to just, you know, drift off and still be awake. About yeah. that time, the cat that lives on board the ship comes and... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'll, hey I'll, Kitty. I'll make sure I'm, I'm muting. <laughs> There's no cat on board this ship. <laughs> All right. Now, I'm just going to skip ahead a little bit. That evening, another sort of unusual thing happens. Up until now, you've been eating with the officers. Okay. It's just a privilege they've given you because you're not enlisted crew. Um, there's been pleasant dinner conversations and so forth. But tonight, uh, the captain doesn't show up for uh, dinner. Um, if you inquire, he's, he's taking his dinner alone tonight. And uh, he, is, he is busy. He, uh, apparently, he's busy in the control room. So... Um, you also hear that, uh, Ernest Wheeler, uh, the, the kid with the rash, uh, that it seems to be getting worse. It seems to be developing into some sort of an infection. There's also another crew member, uh, Harold Price, that has also beginning to show the symptoms that the first one did. Well, guys, this, that's a little bit concerning. There's somebody else not well, and the, the other guy that you spoke to, Jack, is getting yeah. worse. I hope they've quarantined him. Well, I'm sure they have pro procedures in place. Um, I'm going to go with my gut on this and assume that they're doing what they can do, and being professional, but this is getting a little beyond the uh, point of being concerning, I would say. And then the captain's not here. It's a little odd. First time that's happened since we've been here, and that's not protocol usually. Yeah, I don't know. I guess all we can do is keep our eyes and ears open, but um, starting to get a definite bad feeling about things. Is the Lieutenant uh, Commander James Byron about? Um, he's, he's currently up in the control room as well. Oh, I'm sorry. We're at dinner still. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. He's here. Okay. I asked him, uh, is the captain doing his, is he doing his captainly duties or everything? Okay. The captain tends to take things very seriously and he's, uh, he's making sure that every, everything is in order. We have a lot of junior officers who are, this is their, their first time on board. Ah, okay. He's making sure that everybody is up to snuff. That, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. I don't know. What do you does think, they, BB? What do you does think? He seem, 
I think the food's pretty good tonight. Well, that's true. That's kind of a given, but uh, you don't uh, think there's some weirdness going on here? Uh, I think we got a rash that's going around. As long as we don't play with ourselves too much, we'll be fine. I wouldn't uh, get well, too close to them. There's not but, much else to do, but uh, I can hold off playing with myself for a couple nights, I guess. Don't want to get any rashes after all. There you go, man. <laughs> Saturday night, there is a poker poker night. Nice. Yeah, a bit of excitement. All right. Your, your, we'll skip ahead a little bit again. Your, your, your dreams have become a little disturbing. Um, I think the most disturbing part of them is that when you wake up, you want to try and remember them. There's there's stuff that are in them that seems really interesting, but at the same time, they don't make any sense. They're more jumbled. There's just not any coherence to them. And uh and it it, it it's really bothering you. Now, over the course of the next couple of days, a few more crew members become ill. Um, our, our first fellow, Ernest uh, Wheeler, his rash has turned into what looks like a fungal infection. He has green splotches that are spreading over his skin, and the doctor can't find anything that will stop it from happening. Um, he also, and the thing that's puzzled the doctor the most is that the members of the crew who are becoming infected with this have had no contact with one another at all. They seem to be from different departments. They, they don't bunk at the same time. They don't use the same bedding. Uh, they're not even eating at the same time, most of them. But there is currently... Uh, Ernest Wheeler, Sam Portsmouth, uh, and Harold Pierce, uh, who are sick, um, and maybe two others that are that are showing signs of the the beginnings of this infection. Um, in addition, you have now twice run into crewmen that seem to just be leaning against the wall in some sort of a reverie. Mm. Tomorrow is day nine. You should be arriving at the Falklands and turning towards the sandwich, uh, uh, the South Sandwich Twin. That's it's hard to say. The South Sandwich Trench. Where your mission should begin on day ten. Oh boy, uh, it's about one of time. Well, that that's true. In light of everything going on, I'm probably gonna stick to my uh, my bunk as much as possible and kind of try to stay away from the crew, except for meal times, that kind of thing. Okay. Jack, I'm just wondering, you know, with the engineering side, could there be any kind of 
I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't create a fungal infection, but would, would there be any kind of leakage of fumes or something like that that could maybe, or maybe you could speak to the guys and make sure that they're not, there's no concerns with well, uh, something on the ship that could uh, make people unwell? But I don't get where the fungal thing comes from. Strange. That's very odd, and uh, I can't imagine or think of a single thing mechanically or, or anything like that that would lead to anything like this but um i'll ask around i mean there are differences major differences a lot of times between these big nuclear military subs and and the donna gene so definitely i you know already gonna ask around anyway but i i think uh, i want to go and just maybe chat to one of the the medical staff the nursing staff or something like that and just see if they've got any thoughts okay yeah um, the doctor is pretty busy. He is trying everything he can. He's got a small lab. He's doing what he can to halt this infection, but nothing he seems to be able to do is halting it. You're more, uh, you're more able to speak with, uh, uh, Matthias Adams, uh, his assistant. Um, uh, at the moment he's, he's just sort of looking after the patient's. Um, Matthias, uh, this might seem like a strange question because obviously you guys are doing your best and I, and I don't want to take up your time, but we've noticed a few crew members kind of hanging about as if they're in a daze or daydreaming. And uh, I'm just wondering if have these guys had that kind of symptom or they've been a bit wandered or bewildered because... I don't know. I'm a bit worried that this is kind of spreading to folks before they know it. We've uh, we've noticed it too, and we're not sure uh, what's causing it. It's it's momentary, temporary, um, sort of lethargy that they. Uh, yeah. Um, so far, we haven't been able to identify what's causing any of this. Unfortunately, we don't have any psychology um, or psychologists or uh, counselors aboard the ship. Uh, so we're going to have to, at this point, all we're going to be able to do because of the nature of our mission is to continue our mission, complete it, and then get back to port as quickly as possible and see what we can do to, well, to say. Dur During my uh, studies, I I've had a little bit of minor psychology training, although it's not the science I'm involved with. So um, if you feel there's somebody that's kind of, half and half they could be getting not well i'd be happy to chat with somebody to try and get a sense of what's going on with these guys if that helps well it seems to only happen intermittently if you see anybody find out what information you can um, okay my real concern at this point uh with along with the doctor is is this this rash this this fungal infection of some sort we don't know where they picked it up or how they're spreading it but um but uh, Mr. Wheeler seems to be suffering from the worst of it. He seems to have been the first one to contract it. And uh, his, his vital signs are, are changing dramatically. We're afraid that, uh, well, we don't know. We don't know what the, the ultimate... Uh, I, I guess he would be too unwell to talk, yeah? Well, miss uh miss anderson uh i can show him to you but um 
I'm not sure that you're ready for it. <laughs> well, the only thing, my only concern would be uh, we've, we've, tomorrow you're supposed to go down on the dive, you know, so I wouldn't want to be too close. But unless you, you had some good face masks and things like that, I wouldn't well, want to get to. We have, him, we have him in an isolation tent at this oh. point. Um, let me uh, let me hand this to you, and he hands you a a small uh, plastic sort of bag. And he looks you in the eye and he says, "That's just in case." I just look at him like, <laughs> "Okay." So he takes you over, and in a in a little side side area, he takes you in, and as you're walking in, of course, you're seeing this. This isolation tent, this pla white, this clear plastic isolation tent, and lying on the bed is what used to be Ernest Wheeler, but this green, hairy, fungal infection has covered most of his body, and parts of his skin look like they're they're rotting away. It's Horrifying. Sanity roll, please. And constitution roll. Uh, that was a pass, thankfully, on my sanity roll by five. Okay. You take you take uh, one point of damage. How about your constitution? And con was... Almost a hard success. Okay, so you're 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 still stomached. You don't vomit. I step back, and I'm like, "Oh my god, what is going on?" We are. It's not like that's not a fungal infection, surely. We are completely baffled. We've okay, now got well, we've now got four members of the crew that are that are infected, and no no rhyme or reason to it. And your medical staff are okay? Oh, uh, yeah. Both me and the doctor seem to be fine. That's crazy. Okay, well, I appreciate, you, appreciate your time. Um, I, obviously, I'm not an expert. I'm not a medical expert, so there's nothing really I can do. But I'll keep my eye out for the guys that look as if they're getting a bit wandered or struggling. Okay. Send them your way. Uh, this currently is day eight. Uh, the captain has not joined you for dinner uh, at any time uh, since the first night that he didn't join you. Uh, uh, if you've at any point gone up to the, the control room, the captain is manically uh, obsessive about the details of what's going on on board the, the, you know, the control room. He doesn't have time to talk. He... He seems a man almost obsessed with, with the way the ship is running. Perhaps he's concerned because some of the members of the crew are ill. Um, but his normal, it, it, it's all magnified. His normal seriousness and yet politeness and cordiality have kind of flown out the window. And now he's, 
he's obsessed with making sure they're on track, making sure that, you know, they're not going to bump into the Falkland Islands or, or anything like that. It's just, it seems over the top and it's intimidating. You don't want to be in the room where he is ordering the crew around. It's uncomfortable. Um, that's, that's if you go up there. However, I would like you, since you're all kind of wandering around most of the time, I would like you to uh, do a spot hidden roll. All right, spot hidden. And success, 30 out of 45. Yep, hard success. Success for me as well. Um, Jill, you got the hard success. What did you get? Uh, 12 out of uh, 50. Okay. Anybody beat that? No? No. Okay. Um, toward, uh, after dinner one night, you're, you're wandering through the ship, and this happens down the corridor. So you see it. You're looking actually through a bulkhead, and it's happening in the other room. But you see... Um, Ensign Rumsey, who you met earlier, the na- he's on in the navigation. You see him handing something to uh, Captain Taufer, and it looks like a big fat book. It doesn't look like a modern book. It looks like like some old library book, uh, um, a really old library book. And you can't hear what they're saying to one another, but you know they're having some sort of a conversation. And then uh, Rumsey turns around and goes back to the, in the direction he's going, and the captain goes to his cabin. And that's the extent of what you see. Is there any way for me to kind of apprehend a captain, or is it a completely different area, like through the through a window or something like that. There's not really any way for you to catch up to him because you've got a bulkhead in the way you'd have to get through. I mean, if it was an open field, you could catch him, but you're on a submarine, so. And and did it look kind of furtive or secretive or something like that? Was there something? There was nobody else around when they were doing it. Yeah. Mm. You got the funny feeling like he was passing him something secret. Mm. Immediately, I'm like, right, we need to have a team meeting in a rec room or something now. And I go and find the guys, wherever they are, and say, yeah, come on, let's get together yeah. for a team. What's up, Joe? Hey, you can do that. Hey, how did that, uh, that sick guy look? I, I know you went down there to check on him. How's he doing? Well, to, to be honest, I could hardly keep my dinner down. It, he oh. wasn't even like a man anymore. His flesh is rotting off his body it was absolutely disgusting didn't sound like a fungal infection to me shit no the the medical officer didn't they don't know what to do this is serious guys there's something hell of a strange going on here not just uh this i mean i've never seen anything like that i've seen some serious conditions and i've seen some Nasty shark bites, but this was gross. 
but there's some there's something have you noticed the captain acting strange he's not been around he's been re- i think he's under so much stress with what's going on with the the, the, the crew here uh yeah i did notice that disturbed. he's whipping them kind of hard yeah yeah for sure what do you and think we should the, do the, the, not well, i don't know but this but listen uh and BB, I know you're a really practical guy, but I saw the captain, one of the team. Do you remember uh, Rumsey? Uh, well, I don't know if you were there, BB, but uh, Jack, do you remember Rumsey when we met him? The Rumsey. I think it was navigation team, I think it was. Yeah, I do remember him now, yeah. Um, he, I saw, I couldn't hear what they were talking about, but he passed the captain some, it looked like some old book or some old diary. Hmm. Uh, it looked like a kind of, you know, they were passing the goods or something like that. It was really strange looking, you know, and and the captain just shot away and Rumsey went another direction. Well, uh, maybe it's a, a hollowed out book I, and he's got drugs in it or something. I mean, I don't know. Well, I was wondering because the captain's mental state seems a bit out there, a bit strung out. You know, I'm wondering if maybe there's some drugs or something on board. I don't know what's going on. He does... From little I've seen the captain, he seems like somebody that's on some kind of upper, from my experience, which is not much. But the people I've known that do that sort of thing, that's kind of how they act. And I don't know if it's chemically related or if it's just the stress of the mission and the sick crew. I don't know. There's something, a, a lot of things, not just something, several things that are not right. But I don't know. I mean, we're trapped in a submarine. What can we do? I mean, I don't want I don't want to get into any fights, but BB, I'm wondering if we couldn't go, or you couldn't go, and maybe lean on Rumsey a little bit and find out what's getting passed along. Is it just a book, or was there something inside it? You know, or uh, I, I'm just uh, quite concerned. I mean, we're just arriving for our mission. We don't want to be down there. And the Norma Jean and all hell's breaking loose up here, you know. So let me get this straight. I love, I love you, Jill. I love you, but let's just reframe this. You want me to go lean on a on a naval officer and ask him I, why are you why are you passing books? Why are you passing books? What are you doing? No, I, Come on, I'm man. Sick. I'm Tomorrow's go time. Let's not worry about this. Tomorrow's go time. Get some rest. We've got diving to do tomorrow. We need to be at the top of our game, and that's where I think our focus should be. And we're going to go down in the Donna Jean, not the Norma Jean, not Marilyn Monroe. Exactly. I mean, if it wasn't named after my dead wife, I wouldn't probably <laughs> take issue with you, but, you know, my, my girl. But uh, okay, it kind of hits right right here in the heart when I hear that. You know? um, no um, big deal. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Grumpy. I'm really sorry, man. It's, yeah. I, I've not been, I didn't have a good sleep last night. Maybe I'm just a bit on edge. And, you know, I'm not going to make a thing out of it because there's a lot of shit going on here. But uh, anyway, yeah, so tomorrow we'll take off in the Donna Jean and uh, – I don't know. I'm kind of in between you two because I definitely think we're at a point where we need some kind of answers. So if BB doesn't guy, want to do it, I'll go have a talk with the guy. I'm not necessarily lean on him. Just kind of have a man-to-man talk and uh, see what he says to me. 
I mean, I got on quite well with him too, so I could come with you just for a chat. You know, I don't mean, you know, I, I wasn't meaning BB really, you know, going in hard and fast, but uh, I don't know. No, no, I, I just got bad. It's feeling, a difficult you know? situation, you know. So, so I know I understand what you're saying. Well, if BB, you're not willing to come with us, I mean, I think I'll do that. And Jilly, if you want to come with me, that'd be great. You just kind of talk to the guy and see what happens. Oh, you can talk to him, and I'll charm him. You know. Yeah, I'm a good-looking girl. <laughs> exactly. Let's do that then. Okay. So you head on out and you go looking for uh, uh, Ensign uh, Aaron Rumsey in the navigation department. Uh, he's currently not on watch. Um, uh, ultimately, you find him, uh, and he is going over uh, electronic maps of. Uh, the area that you're heading towards, the Sandwich Trench, uh, and he's uh, constant. He seems to be concentrating intensely on the maps, navigation maps. He is a navigator. He doesn't even notice you come in the room. As we're approaching, I just kind of try and take a peek over his shoulder to, you know, see. But if it's where we're heading, that's all good, you know? Do a spot hidden for me. Yeah, good success. He's sweating. I just say in the most pleasant voice I can, Hey, Rumsey, how are you doing? What's what's happening? Are you checking ahead for our trip? I'm, I'm, I'm seeing if I can pinpoint where the signature might be coming from. You'll you'll need some of this information tomorrow. That's great. Appreciate it. I, hey, you feeling okay? It's kind of hot in here, but I, I'm okay. Yeah, is, is how's, it, how's the captain doing? I haven't seen much of him. You seen him lately? I'm sorry, who? The captain? Uh, no, I haven't seen him in a while. No, you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. He says, if, if you don't mind, this is really critical work that I'm working on. Would you please not bother me? Well, yeah, we're not going to bother you. We just wanted to ask you a couple quick questions. Just it's, And it's actually mission-related in a way. Fine. Go ahead. Uh, I, some of our team could have sworn that they saw you and the captain meeting kind of surreptitiously and then exchanging something, maybe a book and it, you know, there's, there's none no, of our business really, but it's getting a little there, strange in this place. There's, there's no surreptitiously on board this ship. Everybody sees everything. Besides it's none of your damn business. Well, okay then Jill, any other questions? Jack, any other questions? I, I, I uh, I, I think we should just go and leave this guy to his work. Let him do what he's doing. That's a good idea. Just get the hell out. Let me nice. do my work. And hey, we'll nice. do that, but they, there's no need to talk to us that way. Fine. No, we're we're all friends apologize. here. You apologize? Okay, well, good luck with your work there. See you later. Sorry to bother you, Ramsey. All right. As soon as we're out of the room, I'm like, Jack, what the hell? What is going on with these guys? 
I don't know. None of it's good. That's all I can say. I say we I, keep I, our heads low until we get on the on the Donagine tomorrow. I know, I know, I know. BB's not keen on his annoying the guys, but do you want to try and go and see the captain? See if we can actually get a few words with him. I don't I think, think it would hurt. A bad idea. I don't think it would hurt as kind of a last ditch effort. Just if nothing else, we'll just see what his demeanor's like. Don't have okay. to push him or anything, but see how he comes here's, off. Go ahead. Here's here's what I think. We see the captain. If he tells us to take a hike as well, we forget a lot of them and we do our job to, tomorrow and that's it. We're done. And if uh, if he doesn't tell us to take a hike, then we... Well, we'll find out what's, what's bugging him, you know? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I think that's a solid plan. Let's do it. Maybe I'm just being too nosy. They might fire me out the torpedo tube. I don't know. Who knows? Well... Things are getting to the point where that wouldn't really even surprise me, but I got your back if they try. But yeah, let's sure. go see how the captain comes off. All right, so you're going to head to see the captain. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, BB, what are you up to? I'm actually going to hit up the XO. I'm going to have a cup of coffee with him if I can find him. Okay, we'll say that you find him easy enough. And he says, yeah, I can take a break. What can I do for you? You know, one squid to another. What's going on with this ship, man? I mean, you brought us down here to do a job, and your captain's freaking out. You got a rash that's uncontrollable and turning people into ugly things. I mean, who's in charge here, man? Are you still good? Are you ready to go? Well, we have a mission. And uh, I, I got to tell you that uh, this has been a pretty rough mission. Uh, we've got some illness going on on board the ship that we can't identify. Uh, we will try to get back to uh, land uh, as soon as possible uh, once the mission's completed. Uh, as far as uh, other things going on, we've got um, most of the junior officers on board the ship. This is their first time here. So. Uh, yeah, we've all been pingers. That's okay. I get it, but. The captain's riding them awful damn hard. The, um, the captain's doing his job. Now, he's not normally like that. You know that. How long you been his XO? <clears throat> a few years. Right. Uh, I will, I'll admit that he's a bit... Uh, I, I don't know what's uh, bothering him or what uh, what's going on, but uh, I don't have any... Other choice, he certainly isn't incompetent. He certainly isn't doing anything uh, um, to jeopardize the crew. Uh, he's just being very meticulous. Um, well, screw the crew. Um, I want to make sure that me and my team, we're going to be safe when we're out there surrounded by a lot of darkness and a lot of water. I don't want any fucking around. I don't want him to blow this. And I want to make sure you have our back. Well, you should understand that the ship has multiple redundancies, including the crew. Uh, a few people who are sick are not going to affect the operations. It's a little harder on some of the other players, uh, the other players, the other, the other uh, uh, submariners. But uh, no, I mean you. I mean, who's in charge tomorrow morning? As far as I know, the captain is in charge. 
Are you prepared to step up if he if he if he if he loses it? Sure, I'm I'm always uh, prepared for that, but uh, I don't think that that's going to be necessary. Once we're there, things will calm down, I'm sure. All right, just stay frosty because you know things are weird on this ship. And if you need my help, you let me know. I would, of course, suggest to you, if you haven't already done it, to make sure that your ship is all ready to go tomorrow. We should be arriving uh, at the... Uh, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to arrive, and we're going to see if we can pinpoint, or at least come close to finding where the signature is, at which point then you can deploy. I mean, we're going to check over our equipment again, no worries, but and we'll be ready to dive when you say dive. But I just wanted to have this little heart-to-heart here because <clears throat> my butt's getting kind of tight with all these people running around half at half-mast and nodding off, and I want to make sure that at least somebody's got our back and someone's awake around here. You read well, me? Well, sir, this, this is our job. You were in the Navy. You understand the discipline involved here. Um, I understand a lot, but this is this is a pretty slack ship. I want to make sure that you're in charge. Of, you know that you're you're you got you got a handle on this, right? Go ahead and do a psychology roll. Okay. Oh gosh, I have almost no psychology. So this will take. Oh, I got I got a thirteen out of ten. So you want to use a luck roll? Yeah. I mean, or, or you want to add, uh, take three yeah, luck points? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take three points of luck and knock it down to a 10. So okay. my, my Navy SEAL simple little lizard brain is tuned into something. Well, it's tuned into the fact that he seems to be on uh, almost at the breaking point of stress. Mm-hmm. Um. He's obviously aware of the problems that are going on, and he's been trying to deal with them. And at this point, he doesn't exactly know what he can do either. He he is he probably is quite prepared to take over control of the ship if he needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, you, on the other hand, are not completely sure that he's up to par as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've served with a lot of officers. I've served a lot with a lot of enlisted. I'm a chief petty my, myself, so I'm I'm just trying to get a gauge because I always trust the enlisteds more than I trust the officers. That's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Who's his chief? Who's his chief petty officer? Who's his master chief on board? Um, a uh, fellow named uh, Louis Russell. I'm gonna ask him. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna ask him. But I'm going to go to some of the other crew, and I'm going to ask where uh, MCP uh, Russell is. Okay. Um, Go ahead and do a spot hidden for me. All right. We'll assume, of course, you've left. Yeah. I'll let him hyperventilate into a sack for a while. That's fine. Spot hidden, you said, Tom? Mm Mm-hmm. No, I did not make it. Okay. Um, you go asking around, and you've 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 you haven't really uh, served on board of a, a submarine, but the more as you're looking around for this, uh, Mister Russell, um, there does seem to be a lack of 
discipline. There are definitely people on board the ship that are doing their job, but occasionally there's one that's just momentarily as you're as you're approaching sort of staring off into space and when he hears your footprints or something he snaps back to what he's doing but they all seem a little distracted um takes you about 15 minutes before you locate uh uh, 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 uh this uh, Ru uh russell I'm not sure whether he would be an ensign no, you should be. I asked who the uh, Master Chief, the Master Chief Petty Officer on board. Right. That's, uh, well, is that what you call him, Master Chief Petty Officer? Yeah, it's a, it's a Master right. Chief Petty. He's, yeah. he's, it's pretty much the highest ranking enlisted person on the sub. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, Louis Russell, Louis Russell. Mm -hmm. You meet him, and he is uh, doing his best to get something under control, but. Um, he's struggling with the, the, the people that he's working with. It seems to be a, a, a recurring theme throughout the entire ship. I just go up and I give him, I give him a, not a salute, but I just introduce myself, you know, ex-Navy, oh. ex-Navy SEAL. Just give him a good hearty handshake and see if I can bend his ear for a second. Yeah, you're with uh, um, the little uh, submersible up above. Yeah. What can I do yeah. for you? Well, Chief, I just really wanted to come talk to you about what's going on in the ship here. I and my team do not feel confident that this crew of this sub is squared away. Uh, he and, puts his hand on your shoulder and sort of leans over and he says, neither the fuck do I. And we're surrounded by, you know, what we're going down, what, 9,000 meters? And we got we got we we got these knuckleheads to to got our to have our back. I mean, my butt's tight, man, and I'm going to be out there by myself with two other people in a sub the size of a taxi cab. He says, "I don't know what's going on." He says, "The ship is uh, it's never been like this." What's changed? Who's new? Um, some of the junior officers, most of the junior officers are new. What about the captain? He seems strung tighter than a $10 banjo. What the hell's going on with him? He's riding them. He's riding these kids way too hard. Captain is, uh, captain does seem to be stressed. Um, I don't know. It's, it's odd behavior. I just went and talked to Byron. I mean, he seems like a good guy, but. I don't know if he's got the nads to, to do what's necessary. I mean, what, I, if it, uh, what, if, what if it's go time tomorrow? What if, we, what if it is an enemy sub? I mean, you and I know. Come on, man. There's a million different things that could be going on down here. It's not a, it's not a day glow squid. All I can do is rely on the training that I've been given. Oh, I trust you, Chief. It's the rest of these knuckleheads I don't. I need to know someone back here on the sub has our back if shit goes down out there. I don't want to pick up the phone and have a busy signal because your captain's off having a nervous fit. And his XO, you know, still out of di isn't out of diapers yet. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you're my man, master. 
I don't know how to respond to that. He's like, uh, but uh, thank you for your vote of confidence. I really have a lot of work to do. All right. I'll see you. I'll see you in the morning. All right. Uh, what were you, um, Jill and uh, and Jack, what were you going to do? Jack and Jill. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I just got that. <laughs> we're just going to go up a hill and uh, find a captain. So we're going to go to the captain and, and oh, that's right. try and chat with him. Yeah. Um, the captain, once again, is in the control room. And you no sooner walk into the, the control room, uh, the captain is once again uh, ordering people about. Um, uh, as soon as he becomes aware of your presence, uh, he doesn't speak to you. He speaks to whoever's second in there at the moment and says, get these civilians off the, out of the control room. Ouch. Excuse so me, much. Captain. So much um, for niceties. No, they immediately escort you out. Sir, we just want a brief word. You know, you, you were very gracious to us the first few days, and we don't mean anything here. We just uh, we just needed to talk to you about the mission, frankly. You you know you can't even finish the sentence before you are asked. You you are escorted out by the whoever security officer. Well, ain't that a kick in the teeth? What the fuck, Jack? Come on, let's go and get a pail of water, man. <laughs> That's the best thing I could think of right now. A pail of vodka would be better. I guess let's just, just Let, keep let's ourselves. Go. I, I think, see I how BB made out. Yeah, Talk let's go see BB. I think all we right. just need to hang tight and do the mission tomorrow and get the hell out of here. That's all we can do. Now, um, something that you are aware of um, it was something that you would all be aware of is your submersible uh, is capable of going down and going up to the surface all on its own. So if I was good, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that was in the back of my mind that if it came down to it, we could, we could just cut down and run. If we either either try to do the mission and then head for the, the surface, or if it comes down to it, just get the hell out of here and scrap the whole thing. If it gets bad enough. I mean, at this point, we're hours away from the mission. So, right. All right. We'll say that it's now day ten. Um, the sub has is now moving over uh, the South Sandwich Trench. They have detected uh, the general area where the radiation signature seems to be the strongest. And you will be deploying, you know, shortly uh, to go down and see if you can pinpoint it. Um, news comes to you uh, almost covertly by uh, uh, Matthias, uh, 
hell is his name? Uh, uh, Matthias Adams. Adams. Uh, that Ernest Wheeler has died. That he succumbed to whatever it was. And wow. that um, uh, Sam Portsmouth, the second person, is just about in the same condition. At least they're not suffering anymore. Uh, Harold Pierce is following behind him. Uh, Cassidy Wood, Faith Strafford, they all have this. And they're all progressively, very progressively, one after the other in the condition that the one before them was the day before. So it almost seems like selective to a person, and then they progress until they die. Next one. It doesn't seem to be spreading like that. Odd. Um, as soon as the, uh, as soon as the signature is detected and you're given the word that you're going to be deploying in a few minutes, um, you are, you are told this by, uh, uh Lieutenant Commander, uh, James Byron. And he says to you something rather odd that the captain has retired to his cabin all of a sudden and is no longer in charge of the mission that he is. You don't know whether he supplant, uh, you know, I don't know what they call it, where he uh, takes over for the captain, but it certainly doesn't seem like a mutiny, but it does seem like maybe he finally took charge because something was wrong with the captain. Um, shortly after that, you are getting aboard the Norma, the, oh, I did it, the, the Donna Jean. <laughs> All right. So we're ready to embark then. So I'm going to assume that we've checked everything. You know, we checked it when we first came on board. We you checked did. it again. I just want to make sure that there's no uh, sabotage. All right, so, well, I'm in the pilot seat, flipping switches and pressing buttons and starting to come alive. Like, all right, guys, it's go time. Let's do this. I'm checking oh. oxygen tanks and equipment and all that stuff, too. Yep. Um, while, while we're doing that, I'm sorry, while I'm doing that, I'm saying to BB, did you not speak to Byron about the captain? Yeah. I talked to Byron and I also talked to the chief, the master chief. I don't trust any of these people on the ship as far as I can fucking throw them. I mean, if we make the, if we make it through this alive, it's going to be a miracle. But I think we both know that this thing, we can cut the cable and we can get the hell out of here. And I think that needs to be in the back of our mind. Yeah. We'll do our job for God and country, Semper Fi, but there's something going on here. And I think the three of us would need, if we need to make a command decision, we need to make it. I don't give a shit that Byron's in charge. The captain could be on the toilet or he could have the rash. I trust the chief. I trust the master chief. But, you know, there's, um, there's, you know, I have, there's two dozen officers on top of him. So I just think stay frosty, keep your eyes open. And if it starts to go south, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, I got to be honest. That, that plan's already in the front of my mind. So. 
I'm half 50-50 on just heading for the surface instead of heading back here. But um, for now, we'll do our mission. We'll, we'll get down there, yeah. see if we can identify what this thing is, try to make it quick and precise by the books, by yep. the numbers. Yep, absolutely. Well, we'll, you know, we'll we, keep, we, uh, <clears throat> sorry, we'll keep radio contact with the guys up here as far as we can. Yeah. And it just keeps us right. And when, we, when we're coming back up, if things aren't sounding good, I'm with you. Yeah. You know, we can do our own thing if things are going bad. Yeah, we'll have our data and we can call for help or ride however we need to do that. We got sat phone equipment, we got we got ways to contact people. So we're on our own now. That's how I'm looking Absolutely. at it. Absolutely. We don't work for these people. And I'm we're, you know, the yeah. the the university entrusted this equipment to us and it's up to us to keep it safe, and that means getting it away from the damn navy, then there we go. Yeah, and if it was one guy that had a rash, hey, okay, but you got four, five, six uh, people dying. Some, you got there's something else going on here. It smells yeah. like shit, and I think, yeah, we need to get it. We just need to be prepared. If the three of us, we kind of look at each other, and we're done, we're done. All right. Well, we got that. I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry Jack's not with us, but I'm glad I've got you two guys. I think we're doing the right thing. We're talking. Yeah. We're talking I had a feeling Jack might not be missing anything in the first place. I just hope he's feeling better. We can get back and tell him about this little adventure over a few beers. Sounds good to me. Let's, let's Guys, get underway. We, we can do this. Between the three of us, we can do this. Let's do it. Let's Amen. Do it. That's right. Let's rock. Okay. Now, in the last few minutes, as you are, uh, before you are uh, finished, you've, you've done your systems checked and everything. You've, You've gotten everything you need off off the uh, Whitaker, uh, but there's that those last couple of minutes when you're walking down the hallway, going to get up into the uh, up into the Donna Jean. Um, now there just seem to be a lot of crew that you encounter leaning against walls, and they almost—it's a weird feeling. They almost lean against the sides of the ship lovingly. Mm, well, let's, get on I mean, the, let's get on the sub and get the hell out of here, man. I, this place yeah. is keeping me the hell out. Yeah, my mindset at this point is as long as they're not physically trying to stop us, I've got one goal in mind, that's to get on the sub, the Donna Jean, and get the fuck out of here. Okay. Let them deal with themselves when we're out of here. When we're gone, let them sort it all out. All right. You get on board the Donna Jean. It's cramped, but you're used to it. Um, you actually have a little bit more room because one of your crew is missing. Uh, uh, McMurdoch, McMurdo. So you launch and um, it suddenly becomes uh, this overwhelming sort of emotion comes over you. You realize that at this moment, your submersible is hanging like a child's toy over miles and miles of deep water beneath you. That so much of the Earth's surface has not been explored because it's, it's buried under all that water. Um, it's an overwhelming sort of feeling, and you're going to go down into it, which is not the first time you've done something like this. The water is black. The pressure is tremendous. 
the windows, the few little tiny circular windows on board your ship are, uh, I think they're nearly two feet thick um, to, to counteract the pressure. And your uh, submersible begins to descend. Uh, you figure that it might take about two hours for you to go all the way to the bottom. Uh, you have a Geiger counter. Uh, it is definitely registering uh, an increased amount of radiation in the direction that you're heading. Uh, you also have a small drone that is tethered to the ship. I don't know if you've named it or not. Um, I was going to call it R2-D2. Have my character be a Star Wars fan. Okay. For the so R2-D2 is available to you. It also has a Geiger counter. Um, and you begin to send into the long, dark darkness. <laughs> So um, I guess um, do we are we would we be pinging at this point? I mean, obviously we'll have equipment to detect where we're going and navigational stuff and all that. So we we know what we're headed towards and we're headed towards it. And you have you have a, a fairly uh, extensive you know map of the area and and how you're going down. Okay. Um, for a long time, you guys are quiet. Uh, you you hear the the machinery around you. You hear the the ping, um, but you're emotionally charged, and it's pitch black outside. Uh, there's not even any point in turning on your your lights at this point um, until you get down there, ways. Um, and the minutes go by, and you get some radio transmissions uh, from the sub that seem kind of garbled there there it, 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 it you're pretty sure that at a certain point you hear uh lieutenant commander byron's voice um and uh he's saying something to you about um uh these lazy crewmen and you're not sure what what that's all about uh, you're pretty sure in the garbled message you hear something about the captain. Um, uh, and there seems to be some problem going on board the submarine. Uh, you're not sure what it is, but it 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 bothers you. Um, right about six thousand feet or six thousand meters down. You think that you are honing in on this signal because it's getting much, much stronger. And it seems to be coming from perhaps 100 or 200 feet in front of you. There also seems to be some sort of glow. Um, your impression is that, that, that there is definitely something ahead of you. The water is murky. It's not not easily penetrated. Uh, uh, of course, luminescence in, in sea creatures is fairly common. In fact, it's probably one of the most common forms of communication on, the, on planet Earth is bioluminescence. Um, 
there's something there ahead of you. It's large, at least as large as the Whitaker. I'm uh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, but it's not. It's not torpedo shaped. It's not long. It's. It's almost as if it's in the water. In a curved sort of. Very organic sort of looking shape. But still, it's too blurry, too murky, too too distant for you um, to see exactly what it is. Before we get too much closer, as soon as I start picking up all this, my instincts, and I'm going to clear it with Jill as the mission commander, would be to stop, uh, stay where we're at, and then send R2-D2 out to check it out. Okay. Yeah, what do Jack, you think, Jill? Yeah, I think that's the best move. Sure, sure, let's do that. And uh, while, while uh, we're preparing that, we also want to try and look out the window. Is this shape that you're describing, Tom, is this where the luminous kind of yeah, the luminosity is coming from? It's almost like almost like a horseshoe. Um, small, fat, and small again as it comes back down, like a like a crescent or a like 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 a whale if the whale was swimming like this its body curved in the thing except that it's way too big to be a whale it's, is it stationary or is it moving is the, the is there a movement to you're it not stationary? sure because it's still too blurry here but there there might be some movement to it as if whatever it is is moving um r2 will tell us as R2 is approaching and you're looking at the cameras, you begin to see something more, something that almost looks like coral. You're not sure if it's coral or if it's, it's some sort of growth, um, but it's, <clears throat> it's definitely very strange. You might be looking at a large object, a rock or something that has something growing on it in this arch, but it's extremely difficult to, to tell what it is at, at this point. Um, another message comes over the radio. It's garbled, but you can hear uh, Lieutenant Commander Byron uh, He's extremely distressed, and you hear him. You're, you're pretty sure that the word that he says is abort, abort. And then you guys are hit with a shockwave. The whole sub lurches to the side, and this sound transmitted through the water comes um i don't know if it would be a booming noise but it's definitely puts a lot of stress suddenly on the hull of your ship and your ship lurches towards the side uh you get another garbled communication uh mayday mayday um and what you can hear is apparently captain Topher has 
set off a torpedo without actually launching the torpedo from the ship. The front of the sh- the front of the Whitaker has been blown open. Jesus, the ship is sinking rapidly towards your position. Good lord, we got out of there just in time, but those Guys, poor we souls. Need to, we need to move the ship quick before we get the sub on top of us. At the same time, the thing that you're looking at moves. It moves in a very organic sort of way, as if it was a gigantic fluke, a gigantic slug swimming in the water. And through the, through the camera of R2-D2, you see what looked at first like some sort of coral growth are in fact three large stalked eyes and this thing turns and begins swimming in your direction i immediately turn to the light switches the spotlights we have and i start flicking all the spots on from our sub okay on or off on to try to scare it yeah or off to hide okay um i'm gonna just focus on getting us the hell out of there you know right we are up and back we are done (laughs) yeah we we got our answer sufficiently get r2 back in here we've got film we've got sonar we've got data we're we're done here just don't go up too fast so this you can do a a a a, a, a sanity check by the way Mm -hmm. sanity check yeah yeah passed Oh, I just barely missed. 55 out of 50. I missed mine as well. Uh, if you made it, do a 1d4. If you didn't make it, do a 1d6. Got one. I got four. <laughs> I'm like, guys, guys, that is eyes. How about you, Bill? I got a six, so I'm just going to sit in the corner and... Uh... No, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. All right. Give <laughs> me some good. You get, uh, you get the cards of... Oh, no. Oh, nice. Do not, do, Bill, do not pick... Uh, start shooting everybody. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, hold on just one second. These are the new cards that they come from. Uh... Where is it? These aren't the ones. It, it was probably Joe screaming. It's it's huge eyes. It's eyes are looking at us that say um, say <laughs> right. BB off there. <laughs> yeah, I'm used to dealing with real things, not unreal things. Or maybe it's the loss of maybe it's the loss of life on the sub. Maybe that's it. It's my, you know, the the naval comrades. Um, go ahead and do. Let's see, how many do I have? You can do a a twelve. You can pick a number between one and twelve. Five. All right. 
One, two, three, four, five. All right. You faint. Oh, that's fine. Could be worse. We have a, we happen to have a fainting couch there in the sub, <laughs> so I will just gracefully I, land on it and a you know, divan. Right, you know, I got the vape, I got the vapors, you know. Uh, Jack, uh, I need you to do a luck roll. All right. Uh, I just missed that as well. 54, and it's 50 is my luck. All right. Then you can do a pilot roll here. All right. Drive this thing. I got 70 on that, so hopefully that'll work out better. Yes, 28. Okay. That's, uh, um. Looking out the window, well, you're not be able to. You're you're just piloting, um, but um, Jill, I assume that you are looking out the window since uh, uh, our, our BB has uh, passed out. Um, you see this thing coming at you. It's monstrously huge. It's completely covered with what look like sea urchin spines, but they're they're meters long they're huge things and the thing is heading towards you but it's going past you and it seems to be arching up heading towards the sub that's coming mm-hmm. down um however because you didn't pass your luck roll it smashes against the side of your ship um uh jill do a luck roll And you need to unmute. Pass by, pass by seven. Pass by seven. Okay. As as you're standing there, one of these spines hits the side of the submersible and pierces it right next to you. It would have gone right into you, but it you, you fortunately it didn't hit you, and it doesn't depressurize your whole thing. It just goes right through. It almost looks like metal. It's metallic, whatever it is. Um. The thing, uh, 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 Jack, what you see out the front is suddenly this huge glowing thing going by you and heading up towards where the submarine is. Mm. Um, now, I think what I will do is I will do this all on, on a single luck roll for, for Jack, whether okay. you can actually get up to the surface of the, the water or not. All right, let's do this. That'll take you about two hours. Oh, and in keeping with the theme of my bad rolls tonight, I got a 78. All right. Out of 50, so I failed. What happens is is the thing goes past you. You hear transmissions from the the submarine. Um, They're apparently being attacked, and... Very shortly, the sound goes out, and you begin to notice debris coming down from up above, and the last thing that you see is this glowing green thing heading back towards you, 
and there's a moment when you glimpse straight into its eyes all three of them just before <laughs> it opens up its mouth oh uh, i can we can we can we can bb up in time so you can see the eyes look there's no. the eyes. <laughs> i'm fine <laughs> no. i will meet my death asleep that's fine that is unfortunately how you all meet your end i tried guys you uh, <laughs> and your crappy okay. dice roll I, I, uh, all night as oh, that big beast is, is, is up there, uh, Tom, and coming back down, do I get this revelation or insight before our demise that it was attracted to the nuclear signal? It was after the, the nuclear uh, element of the... That's what you're worried about? Um, no. Um, is that wrong? Is my revelation actually, wrong before I die? The, the revelation, I guess, that you sort of think is that we shouldn't have, have disturbed whatever it was. I think we have cultists on board. Yeah, something. Any any guesses? Did they summon something? All right, that sounds like yeah. All right, debrief. This, this was all uh, one of those uh, single page things. Really cool. Yeah, I'm gonna check um, that website out. That sounds nice. So what happened was is uh, the. Uh, Elder God, or whatever he is, uh, uh, old one, uh, Galaaki, um, uh, had reached a, a level where it was it was breeding time, so it was attempting to breed down here or multiply, and that was where the signal was coming from. It was giving off this nuclear signal. Um, as as the submarine began to approach it, uh, one of the crew members, uh, Rumsey, uh, had been a cult member, and he had been reading the revelations of Galaaki. Um, uh, Gala um, Galaaki uh, has certain uh, kind of interesting things. He's like one of the wisest of the elder gods, and he gives knowledge to his followers. And over the course of the, the last few centuries, people have written this all down. So there is this, the revelations of Galaaki. Uh, and by reading it, you become a follower. So Rumsey had finished reading the book just about the time you guys had all boarded. And one of the spells that he learned from it was called uh, the Green Decay. And he was trying out his abilities by casting it on some members of the crew one at a time. He could only do it once a day because it required a lot of concentration. Oh. And about the fourth day, uh, the captain had, be, had, had become influenced by Galaki, who sends out psychic signals. And all of the people who were being influenced by him, began doing various things, especially leaning on the side of the ship. Because one of the things that Galaki can do is if he can pierce you with one of these, these needle-like structures, it pumps a fluid into your body and you become uh, a, an undead follower. You'll follow him forever. And uh, uh, they were hoping they were hoping that they would be pierced by uh, 
a spine from their their new deity and so they were all sort of losing their mind and they just progressively got worse and worse the closer they got to galaki and that's wow. basically <laughs> what your story is. <laughs> so, so what captain... happened back on what happened back on the ship did the did byron take control uh, or did the uh, chief come through or the captain the captain had been heavily influenced since day four and he had become obsessed with finding Galaki, which uh, Rumsey also was was obsessed with finding him. And the second that, that uh, oh oh, what Byron did was Byron gave him. I'm sorry, sorry, not Byron. Rumsey gave the captain uh, the revelations of Galaki for him to read. And when as soon as you found the signature, the captain just left. He left the the um the the command and uh he and rumsey went to their rooms and they just began to pour over this tome uh, to make sure they understand understood what they wanted to do and then the captain went down to the control uh, down to the um the the weapons room and blew up the front of the ship because he wanted to get down to where galaiki was mm. dang and uh wow. he was he was completely out of his freaking mind <laughs> <laughs> No. So if I would have made that luck roll, we would have made it to the surface and lived to tell the tale. Yeah. <laughs> I, I swear, I only made I only passed one roll, I think, all night. That was the, the pilot roll. Well, and had uh, had Jill not made her luck roll, she would have gotten pierced. And yeah. it would have it would have pinned her to the wall, but she would have been like, no, we don't want to leave. We want to keep going. It's this <laughs> so is wonderful. <laughs> it would have been better if Jill got pierced and then she survived forever. Well, so there, were a few, there were a few things, a few moments in there too when you, uh, the thing might have swum past you and just all of the needles would have just hit the ship and you would have all been pierced and. Anyway, yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a really good backstory that I, I like that a lot. Yeah, that, that was really good. Was and I kind of, I, 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 I wasn't sure whether I wanted to do it or not, but uh, I think that in fact, uh, uh, the first victim was uh, in fact, uh, uh, Jack McMurdo that uh, uh, what's his name just decided before he'd gotten on board, I'm going to try this spell out on that guy over there and he ended up. I never, getting... I never, never crossed my mind it was a spell. I'm thinking contagion the whole time. You know? Yeah, yeah. So and here, the prox yeah. proximity of the the creature that we were going for was somehow affecting us. You know. Well, anyway, thank you so much. Let me go ahead and finish it up. Our players included Bill Mize, Jason Smith, and Ken Trench, with myself as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron of our show, visit our uh, Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month will help us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe, and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. Uh, and be sure to leave us some comments. We do love listening, reading them. Uh, this is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.